0: Love Talk Radio. And welcome, thank you for tuning in to Grace and Truth, Grace Media Network, under the auspices of Reverend and Prophetess Staley God has been good to us. After all that we have been through, we still have joy because God has been so wonderful to us and he has blessed us in so many different ways. I know you're getting ready for all the holiday, and we're praying that you will have an enjoyable time on the 4th of July. Today I have chosen to speak from the book of St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, and 38. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers his harvest. And my subject today is going to be the divine charge. The divine charge. We have here the sending forth of 70 disciples, two and two, into diverse parts of the country to preach the gospel and to work miracles in those places which Christ himself designed to visit to make way... For his entertainment. Note their number. There were 70. As in the choice of the 12 apostles. Christ had an eye. Tribes. And the 12 princes of those tribes. So here. He seems to have an eye. To the 70 elders of Israel. The 12 wells of water. And the 70 palm trees that were at Elam were a figure of the 12 apostles and the 70 disciples. I want you to notice the charge. Here the Lord is saying, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Go your way. Behold. I sing you forth as lambs among wolves. Many of you who have harvested or worked on farms know that harvest time is a very busy time. Harvest time is a joyous time. Harvest time is also a challenging time. Harvest time tells us that God has already done his part. He has sent the sunshine and the rain in due season, and now the fields of ripening grain offer a challenge to the courage, the strength, the ingenuity, and the gratitude of man. Jesus, our Savior, was busily engaged in carrying out the divine program which originated in glory. He had surveyed the field of action in Galilee, called the twelve, and set up the machinery for the work in that region. Then he looked out over the hills of Judea and the mountains of Samaria to a larger field of service and saw a great harvest ready to be garnered. Through the long years of summer, prophets had delivered their messages. Psalms had sang their songs. By national guidance and national disaster, God had been bringing Israel to its autumn. Sometimes through joy, other times through sorrow. Sometimes through mountaintop praises, other times through wailing down the Babylonian rivers. But through it all, Israel's autumn had come at last. And Jesus calls for laborers to gather in the harvest. And so Jesus calls 70 men. We will recall that he had already called the 12 and organized them to take care of the harvest and gives them their instructions. Now, who were these men? We find no list of their names recorded in the Gospels. No mention is made of their professions or occupations. We don't know exactly where they live. We do not know how they look or what they possess in earthly goods. But we do know that their names were written in heaven. Because Jesus said to them upon their return, Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. My friend, my record will be there, and yours will too. I'm so glad that my Savior keeps a record in heaven. I'm also glad that this record is eternal. I'm further glad that this heavenly record is not predicated upon my early bankroll, nor is it dependent upon the political or fraternal organization with which I may be affiliated. I'm further glad it does not depend upon my social or scholastic status, but it does depend upon regeneration. You must be born again must be redeemed through the blood of Christ. This is a requisite. This is a necessity. This is an indispensability, and there's no substitute for it. Willpower will not do it. Resolution will not do it. Good intentions will not do it. You must be born again. Eyes open, sure enough ears unstopping, sure enough, stammering tongue loose, sure enough, and a new song, yes, a new song, a song that is coming straight from the Lord. Those little bitty jitterbug songs and jazzy songs don't last overnight, but I mean a lasting song, a refreshing song, coming from the depths of a regenerated heart. Yes, a heart that has been set free from sin. My brothers and sisters, we need to walk heavy on this matter, for herein lies the seat of many of the troubles in too many churches. Too many folk are coming into the church by giving the clerk their name and the preacher their hand and have never been born again. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that records are kept in glory. I'm glad that my Lord is writing all the time, and the Lord knows, yes, he knows just how much we can bear. You see, records change down here. Men change down here. Men will praise us today and turn their backs on us tomorrow. Men will be with you in the sunshine, but they will forsake you when the storms of life comes. But Jesus stays with us always by night and by day. He's with us all the way. He, you're talking about seeing us through. Jesus will see you through all the way. Somebody said, he's got my back. He might have your back, but he has your front, too. He never has left us alone. Well, why did Jesus select 70 men, just 70 men? Why not 700? Why not 7,000? But who is able to comprehend the great infinite mind of Jesus? Now, there are some scholars who feel that Jesus upon this great mission organization reached back to Mount Sinai when he sat at the right hand of the Father and beheld a great multitude of pilgrims gathered at the base of Sinai, pilgrims who through sweat, blood, and tears had miraculously been delivered from Egypt's bondage, pilgrims who looked back over the fields of Goshen, pilgrims who looked over the Red Sea, Pilgrims who cried out My soul look back and wondered how I got over. I wonder you ever think about how you got for you how did you accomplish what you've accomplished? Pilgrims who looked forward to the promised land and felt their helplessness and they cried out God, me, O oh, thy great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me, hold me with thy power hand. the land. Hold me through the jungles. Hold me over the steep mountains. Hold me down in the valleys. Hold me out on the sandy desert. Hold me with by the land. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through this barren land. I've heard of a place called heaven. I decided to make it my home. Well, when God saw this great harvest at the foot of Sinai, he stepped on a cloud came down and talked with Moses as man to man told Moses to bring up the 70 elders. I want to give them a kiss of my love. I want to set their souls on fire with a zeal to labor in this harvest field. And we're told in Exodus 24 and 10 that the elders went Mount Sinai, they saw the God of Israel. My brethren, this tells me that if we're going to be numbered with a 70, if we're going to qualify for this larger field of service, if we must see God through eyes of faith, we must get up on Sinai. We must get up in faith. We must get up in love. We must get up in wisdom. We must get up in charity. We must move up a little bit higher. I'm so glad that now the 70, having qualified, I repeat, having qualified, they stand before Jesus, the great commander in chief, waiting for final instructions following The charge I can hear him when Jesus says, "Go your ways, go your appointed ways, go your designated ways, go your organized ways." And the field is large, and the harvest is waiting. Don't worry about another person taking your place or depriving you of your honor. There's plenty good room for all the work. Do your part in your part of the field. God said, I'm keeping a record, and I'm going to pay off after a while. Payday is certainly coming after a while. He's going to pay every man according as their work shall be. Listen to Jesus again. Behold, I send you forth. As lambs among wolves. But don't be uneasy. I will be with you. I will fight your battle. I will make a way for you out of no way. Do not be disturbed as you meet evil along your way. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Yes, He will. No matter What may be the test, God, the God of Abraham, God, the God of Isaac, God, the God of Jacob, God will take care of you. The heavenly Father will look out for you. Oh, Lordy, I'm so glad. He went a little further. He said, I'll you forth, two by two. And I charge you to walk together in brotherly love. And I charge you to walk together in Christian fellowship. It does not matter who walks on the right side or who walks on the left side. It does not matter whether you walk on the right side of the road On the left side of the road, stay on straight street. Stay on the highway of holiness. I charge you to walk together without envy, without malice. Walk together without hypocrisy, without underhandedness. I charge you to keep on walking together in honest goodness, finest one to another, the seven was still standing there, as he was giving him this divine charge, I can hear him again, when he said, I do not want you to go on this important and far-reaching journey, overloading, don't take either purse or script, nor shoes, I don't want anything to hinder you. From covering the ground and telling the story, I charge you to go in my name, not with Phil's name, not Monday's name, not Moody's name, but go in my name. There's power in my name. There's healing in my name. There's deliverance In my name, so go in my name and carry tidings of peace and goodwill. I will be with you. I'll give you power to heal the sick. I charge you to declare unto them that the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. I'll see to it that you have food to eat and raiment for your back and rest when the honest journey of the day is over. Do not be overloaded, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Do we not sometimes find ourselves having a tendency to overload? We get overloaded with ecclesiastical technicalities. Overloading. With half interpretations of the Word of God, overloaded with the talk of flights of philosophical profundities. Well, I praise God for the fine church editors. Thank God for the cushioned pews and vested choirs. Thank God for consecrated. And robe pledging, but our processionals and our recessionals, I thank God for them. But God is not pleased with all of this when He becomes unwilling and bogs us down in Galilee. God wants you to be free to worship Him in spirit. And in truth, surely there is work to be done in Galilee, but God wants us to get out of Galilee sometime. God wants us to think out of Galilee. God wants us to work beyond the confines of Galilee and not allow our creeds and our ceremonies the bark comes so heavy as to bog us down in Galilee. I want you to notice, my brothers, how Jesus charged them against wasting time. He said, salute, no man, by the way. The mission is urgent. The call is one of emergency. The harvest is ready. And it cannot wait. I charge you to not stop along the way to greet everybody you see. You've got to get in a hurry. Men are dying. Hearts are turning. Men are going to the devil's pits. I want you to know that men are in trouble. Flattering and hypocrisy will trick you up sometime. Time is now bleeding. Moments are passing, passing for you and also for me. Shadows are gathering. Deathbeds are coming, coming for you and coming for me. Do you not remember, O Lord, when Elijah sent his servant with the staff to lay on the head of the Shunammites' dead child? He charges servants, saying, if they meet any man along the way, don't salute him. If any salutes you, you don't want say nothing. You just keep on your way. you got to be in a hurry. God wants you to get in a hurry on this great mission of soul-saving In his name, oh, Lordy, don't go visiting the house to house. You don't have to accept every hospitality that comes your way from everyone that excites you to dinner and recline. Sometime the harvest will not wait. Soon and very soon it will be too late, but I charge you. I charge you to go into the highways and the hedges, go out from Jerusalem, go out through Judea, go out through Samaria, go to the uttermost parts of the world, gather in the great harvest. Mother, bring your daughter. Father, bring your son. And he said, I will pay Jesus, it's going to pay the man. He said, go in my backyard and work. Don't sleep, don't shirk, but go in my backyard and work. And what's right, I certainly will pay you. I'm so glad, my brothers and sisters, if you belong to the 70s, our job to go out and gather in this harvest. This harvest is right now. This harvest is this year. This may be your last chance to walk with the 70. Do not let this harvest pass. Do not let the time passed when you could speak to some backslider and some sin and tell him about Jesus. God will have another harvest ready next year, but will all of us be on hand for that harvest? For many of us, it'll be our last. Let us therefore get in a hurry to do our full part. In gathering in this harvest. Oh Lord, mothers, bring your daughters. Fathers, bring your son. Let us all run to Jesus, everyone. Well, finally, finally, when the mission of the 70 was completed, they went home to make their report. Oh Lord, Luke 10 17. Tells us that there was great rejoicing when the men reached home. Home, there's something comforting about home. Home, labor's ended. Home, the journey's over. Home, coming up from the harvest field of north, south, east, and west. Coming home, bruised and scarred, but coming home brokenhearted but coming home I'm so glad I'm so glad home has a building mature foundation. And one of these days, one of these days, we're all going home. We're going to a land where there's no more separation, no more sickness, no more death, where congregations never break up, where the Sabbath never has an end every day. Every day with the Lord is Sunday. If I walk with the seventy, if I keep with the faithful in the harvest field, I know I shall get home someday. And Brother Paul said, "Brother Paul said, though the earthly house of this tabernacle were designed, I've got another building." My question to you is. Do you have another building? My question to you, are you using your full talent? Are you using your great ability working in the vineyard of the Lord of hosts to win some souls? May God bless you. May God keep you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We're praying for every broken home. That father that left his children, his wife, that mother that stepped out and took to the streets, have mercy upon that mother, that father, those little children that's growing up without the aid of the mother and the father. Bless those little children. Keep your arms of mercy and protection around them. My Lord, we pray for kings and rulers everywhere. We pray for every pastor, every religious leader throughout these United States. We pray for every church in every legitimate denomination, we pray that you'd bless those persons who are holding up a bloodstain down unto Jesus. Now we pray that you keep us all in thy will and in thy love. For this we'll praise you and thank you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen.